Hi and welcome to Scott Bryant's Fitness Systems. Thank you for clicking on the uh, podcast. This podcast is all about the big con of the big budget gyms like Pure Pure Gym or Energize Fitness. Now, I haven't worked for Pure Gym, so I can't really comment. But what I can comment about is Energize Fitness in Putney, where I worked recently. I worked there for two weeks, and the reason why I left is because I found it quite impossible to get clients. I got lots of consultations and spent lots of time with people, showing them stuff that they've probably never seen before, because the trainers that are in the gym had very, very basic qualification. And they were very new to the industry. And the manager prided himself on taking on new young blood in the gym. And the reason why he prided himself on taking on new young blood in the gym is for him not to pay them anything or for him to manipulate them into doing work that they shouldn't be doing. Now, unfortunately, when you get your personal trainer qualification, they don't inform you that you may be cleaning machines doing inductions and just doing emptying bins as well as trying to look for clients. Now this to me is quite deceiving and lying to the student. So really the organisations that are doing the personal training courses should be upfront and straight and say you may be a glorified cleaner. So when I started at Energised Fitness in Putney, I soon learned that I wasn't going to be paid which was fine. They had the same structure at Fitness First when I worked there about 18 years ago. So really, the industry hasn't moved forward. It stayed backwards because this is the way they make the most amount of money. So by not paying you and letting you walk the floor in their gym, on the pretense that you may get clients, then you may get paid. Then obviously, if you're not getting paid, you're going to be highly motivated like myself speaking to 50 or 60 people over the two-week period in which to try and get them to sign up for personal training. But the pitfall of being in a budget gym, it's only £25 a month. So if you're a member and you're paying £25 a month, can you really afford £85 a session with me? Well, maybe 1% or less than 1% may be able to afford that. So as I started walking the floor, chatting to people, showing them that their cores were turned off, they had forward head, they had inverted breathing patterns, their diet may be amiss in this way, maybe because of why they may not be losing weight, or it could be because not even 1% had a training program in there, uh, could be the reason why they wasn't getting results. So as I walked the floor, I realised very, very quickly is that there was five other trainers. Uh, The first trainer, been there a year, he was busy training clients. But all his clients' programmes were in his little book. So he didn't get the client to do an in-depth assessment and didn't write them a personalised programme like I do with all my clients and update it every four, six or 12 weeks, depending on how regular and consistent the client is with their workouts. The next thing I realised after phoning head office, after leaving, if you're a self-employed personal trainer in any of these gyms, you have no rights. 
no employment rights. I found this to be quite shocking. I didn't know this before. But obviously you need to be shown the fire drills, the fire alarms, the fire exits. And over that two-week period, it was never shown to me any fire exits, any fire drills, or anything to do with health and safety, which I thought was pretty poor because the gym in the evening could have up to 40 people in the gym and only one person on the floor, a, uh, a person who answered the phone, or maybe a personal trainer, but no management was on the floor whatsoever. So I was realising it's quite a dangerous place to work. Then on top of this is that, you know, they had a few amount of machines and they had one power rack and one Smith machine, which I thought was quite poor as well for a gym that's supposed to be quite up to date and quite new. I would have thought they would have had a lot more uh, training equipment considering they had 50 kilo dumbbells. But then I got informed by the manager that he didn't want any big guys in his gym. And I'm quite a big guy myself, being 14 stone at probably 14% body fat. So after realising that the manager didn't really like big guys in his gym and then seeing in the evening that the gym was full of big guys, I thought that this was a bit off. Then the gym manager complained about anyone banging down their weights now, I understand if somebody throws their weights, that is totally out of order. But sometimes when you reach failure in your set, you may not have the strength in which to not bang the weights down a little bit. If you watch uh, The World's Strongest Man or people like that that are doing uh, heavy lifting, sometimes you have to uh, drop the weight because you don't want to do eccentric loading on your back, which would cause an injury. Obviously, the manager didn't have that knowledge to understand that. But I do understand that sometimes guys can take the mickey by slamming the weights down uh, too fast, which will make a noise. But the music was quite loud in the gym anyway. But for somebody that they're employing, or not employing, self-employed, to have no legal rights, I think that this is completely wrong. Because they wanted me to not wear my hat, uh, not wear certain trainers, and had to wear a certain uniform. So how could they tell me I'm self-employed and then say I have no rights? So I hope any of you budding personal trainers out there uh, realise this and don't go and work for this company unless they change their policy or unless the other franchisee has a different idea. The next thing that I found is that more than 99.9% of people were walking around and working out on their bodies that is more scientific than a car engine with no training program and no trainer. But obviously I'm there to try and get them as a client. But not even having a training program, not even a training program given to them by the gym which I thought was really strange. I know it's £25 a month, but £25 a month at 40 members, no, 90 members, no, it wasn't 90, sorry, 900 members would be £28,000 a month, something like that. I know the number was, uh, yeah, it was 900 members, not 90, not 40, 900 members. 
So if you've got 900 members paying you £25,000 a month, which a huge amount of that is pure profit, why would they not be giving a programme to their members and making sure that their gym stands out because they're offering what nobody else is offering? And this is what I tried to relay to the manager. I said, well, having a master pool check level four practitioner in your gym means that I will hopefully get some uh, superstars coming to train here, as well as I'll be able to do uh, extensive seminars with my in-depth knowledge of the stuff that I've studied for the last 21 years, coming up to 22. The other thing that I found is that they had bad kit in the gym. The Swiss balls wasn't pumped up. And when they were, they didn't hold your position. So I suggested the manager to buy some new Swiss balls. And he decided not to the next day. So I didn't understand that neither, considering he wanted me to work in his gym and give him £7,000 a year, which I was willing to be committed to for the next seven years. But obviously, the gym manager wasn't looking at it the way that I was looking at it, I suppose. So with the bad kit, they had the inner and outer ductor machine in the gym. They had the hamstring leg curl machine, the hand the leg extension machine, all paleolithic training that doesn't build function, it just builds injury and problems over time. And then they had the Smith machine, which the Smith machine is designed for people with injury, not for people to do one rep maximum bench pressing and squatting. But obviously the trainers don't know that because they don't have the same knowledge as me. There was no tea break room, no area for the staff to communicate with each other and get to know each other. So one time I was standing around the reception area speaking to the boxing coach who I really, really liked and his missus. And the manager come in and he started ranting and raving at us, telling us that we were going to be paid £13 an hour and that the gym was going to go over to where they just employ the trainers. Well, after £13 an hour, tax and national insurance is taken out, the trainer won't earn any any money. So they will be constantly advertising, trying to get newbie personal trainers in their gym to try and get clients. And one of the, or a couple of the clients complained to me and said, why is there a big turnover of staff? I didn't say it's because they don't get paid or they don't get paid enough. And recently, a friend of mine said that when he worked at a budget gym, he got paid, but then they took it back in rent. So he never got paid. So really, they're duping the personal trainers or tricking them into saying there's clients when there isn't. Because the manager bragged to me and said he had 40 clients of his own in the gym. So 40 clients, there's 900 members, there's five trainers, including the manager and the receptionist that was training clients. How hard do you think it's going to be to get clients? So no tea break room, no program designed for the uh, members. Uh, There was about 30 lockers, not really enough storage space for 40 members to put their kit away. And I could see this as a fire risk. That was the other reason why I left. The next thing is, is that the gym was open till 10 p.m. at night. Now, logically... Who would train 10 p.m. at night? Your body's going through uh, low physiological load, as in your cortisol starts to drop off. 
from about three o'clock onwards. So if your cortisol is lowering and you're hiring it, you're increasing your chance of hormonal dysregulation as well as gaining fat. So really, why would you be open till 10 p.m. at night? Now, if you was doing some Tai Chi exercises or some light yoga, then I could understand why, but not strength and conditioning or cardiovascular training in which to keep in shape. Training over a certain time in the daytime can be highly detrimental to your sports performance and what you're looking for in your exercise program. I know, I know many people train late because of their jobs, because of their lifestyles. But 10 o'clock, oh, come on, do me a favour. I read about adrenal fatigue in 2003. And I knew the damages that you can do to the adrenal glands and your cortisol levels by going to bed too late, overtraining. Uh, so I don't understand why this is not mainstream in the fitness industry. So the gym staying open too late, uh, no design exercise programs. So really, it was a good place for me because I was selling my <laughs> program designed to clients. But because there wasn't enough people with a training program on the floor or on the machine where they were training, I think the overall opinion of having a program was, oh, I'm going to get one online and have it on an app. Now, having a training program on an app is complete Neanderthal training because if you've got a training program on an app, it's not taking into account your kinesiology. If we all have different eyes, as in blue, brown, or grey, or green, uh, and we all have a different size handprint, and we can all be taller, shorter, fatter, thinner, than each other, can you see why you would need a different program to somebody that's got gigantuan legs, to somebody that's got skinny legs, or to somebody that was a runner, to somebody that was a power lifter, or from somebody that was a tennis player to somebody that was a golfer? It has to be totally individualised. And I didn't see any of this in Energize Fitness Putney. I thought it was very poorly designed, the gym. And the uh, it was big, very, very spacious, but very poorly designed. Uh, if it was my gym, I would have halved the cardio and got more strength and conditioning stuff in there. So then the trainers have something to work with and the customers have something to aspire to. And when the manager said, oh, I don't want big guys in my gym, I thought that was quite insulting considering I've been working out for over 30 years. And most of the guys that I know that still train have been working out that same amount of time, always paying a membership, always going to the gym. And sticking it out. I think the fitness industry want weekend warriors that are only going to be in the gym once or twice a week. Or the manager said to me, 40%, nearly half of his members, so half of 900, didn't even go to the gym. They just paid their membership and it makes them feel better that they pay their membership. I think if you just want to pay a membership and make my bank account full and we can pretend you've got a gym and we pretend that we work you out, I'm happy to do that. No, I would never do that. That's not my 
forte of tricking and conning people. And this is what I'm seeing all over London, all these budget gyms opening up everywhere, not paying their staff, making sure that they're self-employed so they have no rights, and wondering why they have to keep advertising constantly for new staff. And the reason being, if you treat people badly, they will leave and they won't stay. If you uh, insult the PTs, like the manager was saying to me, oh, he respected me because I was highly qualified, but didn't really uh, respect the other guys because they were lowly qualified. But they were just starting out. And I was thinking, well, if he's slating them to me, what is he saying behind my back? So after uh, me being on my phone to a friend of 30 years uh, that I hadn't spoken to, we lost contact. And he got in touch with me and I was excited. And I may have sworn a little bit, which sometimes I do, but that's a sign of high intelligence as far as I'm concerned. And... uh, I got told, in the office, in the office. So I walk to the office, manager tells everyone to get out, then tells me, not, oh, Scott, I don't know if you know, but you can't use your phone on the gym floor, but you can use it in the studio or go to the toilet or go to an area where you're not heard on your phone, that'll be fine. Just got told, not allowed to use my phone in the gym, uh, have to go outside the building of the gym in which to use my phone. Now, I thought this was very unfair, especially if a client phones me to book, cancel uh, his session and I need to get in touch straight away, especially if I was in between a session and I'm getting ready, so I haven't got time to nip outside and nip back in. Can you see where it could be quite stressful to go through that? So I decided to tell the manager I resigned. But looking back on it, I'd done 60 hours for nothing. Never got paid anything. I managed to see uh, four different clients, probably done about 20 sessions with individual people, but didn't get anything at all. So I'm so pleased that he did say that because it made me realise that this wasn't the place for me and uh, if I'm going to get pulled up on just being on my phone at the back of the gym where a Swiss ball was in the way where people couldn't see me and the gym was empty, then this guy's got a real problem and it's going to keep happening. And in the two weeks that I was there, three members of staff left anyway. So that made me realise this isn't a good place to work, not a great place to build a business. And I don't recognise Energize Fitness Putney to anyone simply because... The unsafe practice of 40 members in the gym with one member of staff. The member of staff, I don't know, they said they'd let you know within one month where the fire exits are and the safety procedures, which I think is wrong because anything can happen at any time, any day. So why would they leave it that long? And three, you know, uh, underqualified trainers. So I see one of the trainers doing a, a circuit class He wasn't adjusting posture, he wasn't moving the client around, he just didn't seem to be really bothered about what he was doing. Uh, That may not have been all the trainers, because I didn't see all of them, so I can't really comment. Uh, But I did feel it was an unsafe place, an unethical place to work. 
I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. It's been a bit long, but it's my experience back in the PT world of working in a in a budget gym. And from what I can gather, other trainers have had the same experience in Energized Fitness Putney. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And uh, this is my honest view. All these things happened. I'm not lying or uh, taking anything out of... Uh, out of trying to get people to listen to my podcast or anything like that. This is my true, honest, professional opinion. When I worked in a in a freelance gym where I paid a rent, I paid my rent, I'd done my sessions, we had some banter, I would leave, I was shown the fire exits, I was involved in fire evacuations a few times, which I had no problem with and neither did my clients. Uh, my clients always had a program which we worked by and every four, six or 12 weeks we would make sure that we evaluate the program and the client would keep improving so the client would stay. And obviously, if I'm not redoing programs for my clients and myself, we're not improving. We're not going forward. We're staying not even at 1% improvement every session. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please check out my book, Holistic Health for Proper Geezers, Classy Ladies, Get the Body and Fitness You Want. You can buy that on uh, Amazon or you can buy the audio book on audible.com. And on top of that, you can go to my YouTube channel, Scott Bryant's uh, Fitness Systems, and look at my 2,000 videos as uploaded now. And you can go to my TikTok as well, Scott Bryant's Fitness, no, Abs Fitness and you can watch my TikTok videos, which I've done about 50 so far. And it's I'm quite new to TikTok. So hope you've enjoyed all this. If you want to book me or ask me some questions, go to my website, Active Bright Systems. And I look forward to helping you get fitter, faster, stronger, leaner right now. <laughs>